This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 57 degrees at 604. The forecast for today. Some patches of fog around again this morning, otherwise mostly sunny and a high in the mid to upper 70s. 911 emergency calls locally are not affected, but Broome County residents may still be having trouble contacting police agencies through the 10-digit phone numbers for complaints because of a technical problem at the Central Communications Center. The Office of Emergency Services late yesterday afternoon announced there were issues with Binghamton, Johnson City, Endicott, and Vestal's 10-digit complaint reporting lines. According to the statement, people should call 607-778-1911 if their call does not go through using the regular number for their local police department. Again, the statement says the county's 911 service is working for emergency calls. No indication as when the technical problems were first noticed or when the trouble would be fixed. A check early this morning with dispatchers at the Central Communications Facility said they had no updates to pass along and the situation was unchanged. A review by the Broome County District Attorney's Office is finding a sheriff's deputy acted appropriately when he shot and wounded an armed man in the town of Windsor earlier this month. 45-year-old Jamie Crowley was shot July 30th, July 3rd at his home on Cascade Valley Road after he allegedly refused to drop a 44 caliber revolver when ordered to do so by deputies. Crowley was shot in the shoulder by Deputy Tommy Tran. District Attorney Michael Korchak says through review of police records, witness statements, and body camera recording it was con- that was conducted, it was determined that Tran acted lawfully, justifiably, and in conformity with the p- policies of the Sheriff's Office and New York State. Crowley is charged with menacing a police officer, reckless endangerment, and weapon possession. Police records indicate deputies responded to the home July 3rd after shots were reportedly fired at a vehicle while a driver was attempting to turn around at the end of the property's driveway. The motorist apparently was uninjured. The National Weather Service is launching a new set of thunderstorm alerts that will better inform residents about what may be in store during stormy conditions. Starting August 1st, NOAA will be alerting residents using three categories of damage threat from severe thunderstorms, destructive for the worst that will activate a wireless emergency alert on smartphones, and lesser considerable or base notices that will not activate a WEA. The National Weather Service says a destructive threat is for hail that could be at least two or three quarters of an inch in diameter. That's about the size of a baseball. The designation is also for 80 mile an hour winds with or without the potential for the big hail. That kind of threat will automatically set off smartphones within the warned area. The criteria for considerable, which will not set off the phone alert, is for a threat of hail of at least one and three quarters of an inch diameter, or about the size of golf balls, and or thunderstorm winds of 70 miles per hour. The base severe thunderstorm tag is for quarter size or one inch diameter hail and or 58 mile per hour winds. No matter the level of severity anticipated, forecasters say thunderstorms can be dangerous and severe weather life-threatening. Some storm conditions could go from heavy rain and flash flooding along through dangerous lightning damaging straight line winds called derechos, large hail right up to tornadoes. 
The Weather Service is still issuing separate tornado and flash flood warnings. The National Weather Service says on average only 10% of severe thunderstorms reach the destructive level each year, but 13 of the 22 most costly weather disasters in the U.S. in 2020 were severe thunderstorms. WMBF First News Time 608. A Binghamton official says the owner of the iconic First National Bank building on Court Street will not be able to have that structure demolished. Isaac Anzarud on Tuesday told WMBF News he was considering tearing the building down after all the tenants were ordered out following an inspection by the fire marshal. But executive assistant to Mayor Richard David, Jared Cram, has issued a statement saying, quote, despite Mr. Anzarud's statements, no demolition permit would be issued for the building. Cram says the National Bank building is, quote, within the Court Street Historic District, meaning in essence it's a landmark property as a contributing building to the district. In May, the city ordered the building vacated within 72 hours due to safety issues, including a fire alarm system that was not connected to a monitoring station. Anzarut says the system has been repaired, but the city still will not allow the building to be occupied. It's 608 where news or 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 610 Friday morning. Early bird traffic and weather for you. I'm Bob Joseph, and I can tell you that the roads are in excellent shape. After a tour around the Triple Cities, I have confirmed that there are no traffic problems at this time. We will let you know, though, if anything changes. Here's the forecast for the weekend. First of all, for people who start their weekend early, today will be nice, partly sunny, 76. Partly cloudy tonight, patchy fog developing, low 54. Mostly sunny tomorrow, a slight chance of showers early in the afternoon, high 78. And Sunday, showers likely. Cloudy skies, high 83. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 611. First News Binghamton, live, local, real people reporting real news that you really need to know about. Actual reporters who do the reporting and let you know what's going on in real time. Kathy White is in the WNBF News Center. I'm in the First News Binghamton Nerve Center, the glass, steel, and concrete enclosed center where it all happens. Where we monitor what's going on around the Twin Tiers and around your world and bring it to you. First News Binghamton coming up later this morning from 8 to 10. It's the popular Binghamton Now program. Get a preview of this year's Luma with Anna Warfield, and we'll find out what's going on with the village people with Johnson City Mayor Greg Deeming. All that, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets. Remember, you can follow Binghamton Now on Twitter, at Binghamton Now. So follow the Twitter feed so you can be part of the Binghamton Now family, and you'll always know what's going on with the popular Binghamton Now program from News Radio 1290. Coming up, sports at 615, business news at 618, 
and Dr. Sanjay Gupta with A Better Life at 620. First News, Binghamton. You can send your watch to it. WNBF News Time, 630. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. 615. Early bird sports with Bob Joseph on First News Binghamton. Rumble Ponies got a win last night at the stadium. We are pleased to report the final was Binghamton 6, Erie 4. Erie got on the board first with two runs in the top of the third, but the Rumble Ponies did have a bit of activity in the bottom of the third with one run. They really caught fire in the bottom of the fourth, scoring four runs. Both teams scored uh, a run apiece in the eighth inning. Again, the final was Binghamton 6, Erie 4, and the teams play each other again tonight, and that will be at 7.05 at the stadium in downtown Binghamton. E.K. Hernandez hit a two-run double that tied the game with two outs in the ninth inning, and the Red Sox took advantage of a record four wild pitches by Brooke Kriske in the 10th to rally past the rival Yankees 5-4 on a rainy night at Fenway. Xander Bogart scored on a sack fly by Hunter Redfro in the 10th to win it. Victory was Boston's third straight and snapped New York's four-game losing streak. It was, to be sure, an exciting end to a fabulous game at Fenway. The game you now have to win right here. A pitch to Renfro. Swing and a line drive into right field. Back on it, Allen. It is deep. Tagging at third is Bogart. Red Sox are going to win the game. Throw is wide. Five for the final. And in one of the craziest innings you'll ever see, the Red Sox walk the Yankees off. Had them all the way. And there you go. Crazy but true. And that was the call on WEEI Sports Radio Boston. Mets were idle last night. They'll be uh, hosting Toronto starting a series in Queens tonight. Sad news in the NFL. Jets assistant coach Greg Knapp died of injuries sustained in a crash. He was struck by a car while riding a bike near his home in California. His family released a statement through the team that the longtime NFL assistant coach died Thursday afternoon. That's the latest from the sports world. Business news coming up next. WNBF News Time 672906 to schedule an appointment. Colin and Randy will be glad to discuss your needs. Calvary St. Patrick's Cemetery, serving the faithful, their families, and friends for generations. Six eighteen. It's business news time. We bring you business reports at eighteen and forty-eight minutes past the hour on First News Binghamton. Asian markets are mixed after major indexes edged higher on Wall Street, preserving their gains for the week. Hong Kong and Shanghai fell, while Sydney and Seoul advanced. Tokyo closed Friday for a holiday. Looking at the futures, the Dow futures now up. 
148. NASDAQ futures up 75. Trading starts on Wall Street in just over three hours. A West Virginia man's been convicted of organizing a network of shoplifters to steal hundreds of thousands of dollars in store merchandise that he then resold on the internet. Prosecutors say many of those shoplifters were paid in cash to support drug habits. A federal jury convicted Notacho Vatelmerov of Cross Lanes of three counts of money laundering and one conspiracy count after a three-day trial in West Virginia. Prosecutors said among the stolen items he bought from shoplifters at a gas station were high-end vacuum cleaners and tools. An investigation found Vladimirov sold more than 7,000 7, items on an online marketplace account and had more than a half million dollars in sales over a period of three years. That's the latest from the business world on this Friday morning from First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time 620. It's time for Dr. Sanjay Gupta, Better Life, sponsored by UHS. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. We are this close to being able to vaccinate kids younger than 12 against COVID-19. Meantime, though, how can we all help to keep them safe? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. Here in the United States, we're lucky to have an abundant supply of vaccines that are both extremely safe and highly effective. If you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, please seek out the information you need to feel comfortable and confident to get the shot. Once you do, it's safe to resume your pre-pandemic life without a mask. And let me tell you, that feels pretty great. Hard to believe, but all three of my girls are older than 12 now, so they've all been vaccinated. If you have kids younger than 12, they do still need to mask up for the time being. You might want that extra layer of protection too, for example, if there's anyone in your household who's immunocompromised. It's better to be safe than sorry. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no cash. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents per gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code HEAT for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HEAT for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code HEAT. Sanjay Gupta, A Better Life, Better Health, sponsored by UHS. You hear it every weekday morning at 620. Here on First News Binghamton, right now it's 622, and not a bad start to your Friday. We're looking forward to a beautiful weekend today, mostly sunny. There is some patchy fog in parts of the Twin Tiers. Today's high 77, mainly clear tonight, low 52, sunny tomorrow, high 82. Sunday, mm, not too bad, mostly cloudy. There could be chance of showers or a thunderstorm in the afternoon, high 83. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. Coming up, Kathy White. 
with a live update from the News Center in seven minutes. WNBF News Time. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And Bob Joseph at the traffic desk right now. And we can say the traffic desk is completely quiet, totally silent. There are no issues to report around the Twin Tiers. We will keep you posted throughout the morning here on First News Binghamton. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, mostly sunny today. High 77, mainly clear tonight. Low 52 Sunny tomorrow, high 82, and mostly cloudy Sunday. A few showers and thunderstorms possible, a high 83. Right now, some patchy fog in downtown Binghamton. A nice start to your Friday. It's 57 at News Radio 1290. WNBF, WNBF.com. Entertainment news coming up in one minute. WNBF News Time, 620. It's 627 on your Friday morning. It's time to be entertained. ABC Entertainment News. I told you I was trouble. Today marks the 10th anniversary of Amy Winehouse's death. Her first album, Frank, peaked at number 33 on the Billboard album chart. But her 2006 follow-up, Back to Black, made Amy Winehouse a superstar. But amid the fame, Winehouse struggled with depression, as well as the drug and alcohol addiction that claimed her life just five years later at age 27. Howdy, y'all. Ted Lasso is the most-watched series on Apple TV+, Plus, according to the streamer. No doubt the comedy's 20 Emmy nominations last week prompted more people to check it out. Ted Lasso Season 2 debuts today. What's to become of our world? We've got a new trailer for Dune. It's been pandemic delayed more than once, but look for it in theaters and on HBO Max October 22nd. And Harry Potter himself, actor Daniel Radcliffe, is 32 today. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Cuomo watch continues. Governor Cuomo still in the bunker today. No public schedule. He's been quiet all week since he was questioned by investigators last Saturday. WNBF News Time, 60. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 57 degrees at 6.30. The forecast for today, some patches of morning fog, otherwise mostly sunny, and a high today in the mid to upper 70s. Calling the probe deadly serious, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says a committee investigating the January 6th Capitol insurrection will do the job it set out to do, whether Republicans participate or not. House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy said Republicans will not participate after Pelosi rejected two of the Republicans he chose to sit on the panel. Asian markets are mixed after major indices edged higher on Wall Street. Preserving their gains for the week, Hong Kong and Shanghai fell while Sydney and Seoul advanced. Tokyo was closed for a holiday. The S&P 500 emerged from a midday slump to end 0.2% higher Thursday. Even though most stocks in the S&P 500 fell, gains for several tech heavyweights, including Apple and Microsoft, pushed the index higher. With the opening ceremony on the books, play begins in earnest tomorrow at the Summer Games, the Olympics in Tokyo. 
Despite demands from protesters that the games be stopped to prevent further spread of coronavirus, there's no scenario in which they can be canceled. Olympic Games Executive Director Christoph Duby says the handling of COVID-19 has not changed. Identify, isolate, trace, and care. And this is exactly what we're doing. It's a process that has resulted in 110 positive coronavirus cases at the Olympics so far. Jim Ryan, ABC News at the Summer Games in Tokyo. WMBF First News Time, 632. Broome County Emergency Services officials this morning say they've got no indication as to when the non-emergency phone complaint lines to some municipal police departments will be operating normally again. Yesterday afternoon, the county announced that the 10-digit non-emergency complaint lines to Binghamton, Johnson City, Endicott, and Vestal were not working, and residents should call 607-772-1911 instead. The emergency 911 system is not affected. One example is the number listed for the City of Binghamton Police at 607-723-5321. That was not working. Those callers would need to call the Central Broome County Communications Center at that number, 772-1911. The Broome County Court calendar still has another day for the trial of a Broome County jail inmate accused of trying to hire a hitman on the docket for today. But Fox 40 WICZ reports the trial of Harold Cole is over. According to yesterday Today's report, the Broome County jury took just 20 minutes after getting the case to find the man who's been associated with white supremacist groups guilty on felony conspiracy charges. Sentencing is set for September, where Cole could be sentenced to 25 years for each conspiracy count. The 48-year-old was being held in the Broome County Jail on accusations that he kidnapped his ex-girlfriend and her friend a year ago, then violated orders of protection. Prosecutors say while incarcerated, Cole contacted who turned out to be an investigator posing as a hitman, offering money for kidnapping and possibly murdering people involved in his case and vowing his devotion to a white supremacist group. The Justice Department says it's decided not to open an investigation into whether Pennsylvania violated federal law by ordering nursing home residents or nursing homes to accept residents who had been treated for COVID-19 in a hospital. Yesterday's letter comes 11 months after the agency told the governors of Pennsylvania, Michigan, New Jersey, and New York that it wanted information to determine whether orders there may have resulted in the deaths of nursing home residents. Michigan received an identical letter yesterday. The orders by the four governors were criticized for potentially fueling the spread of the virus. In Pennsylvania, it is far from clear that the policy led to an outbreak or death. The nursing home death reporting issue and protocols have been one of the items that have been plaguing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo in addition to accusations of sexual harassment and misconduct. WMBF First News Time 634. The Shenango County Health Department says it is now offering the COVID-19 vaccinations by appointments in its clinics, including the Pfizer, which is the shot that is approved for children age 12 and over. That shot is important as the new school year approaches. For those over 18, the Johnson & Johnson and Moderna vaccines are also available. Call 607-337-1660 for information. The Johnson & Johnson single-dose vaccines, by the way, are being given today by the Shenango County Health Department. The victims and heroes in the single deadliest incident in Binghamton history are being remembered again. Yesterday marked 108 years since the Binghamton Clothing Company fire that destroyed a factory building on Wall Street in downtown Binghamton in less than 20 minutes, killing 31 people, most of them young immigrant women working in the factory. A memorial stone is placed along the street across from the site, bearing the names of those lost, including Nellie Connor and Sidney Dimmick, who helped guide their co-workers to save but never made it out alive themselves. It's 635, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. News Radio 
638 WNBF, Bob Joseph in downtown Binghamton in the heart of the Parlor City. Just a minute ago, said good morning to uh, one of the Binghamton Public Works gentlemen who was uh, out and about early this morning. Of course, they're working early, like many of us do. And uh, he was picking up our recycling. Yes, here at WNBF, as environmentalists, we do recycle. And we thank the DPW, Binghamton Public Works Department, for picking up our recycling on schedule every Friday. Thank you. And uh, wish the uh, gentleman didn't catch his name because he was on the back of the truck. Just wished him uh, a great day. And he said, yeah, it's a great day. It's Friday. Absolutely. This is a great day. It's Friday. And we will be with you throughout this Friday with First News Binghamton till 8. And then Binghamton Now from 8 to 10. Traffic and weather together coming right up. And then sports and business. WNBF News Time 6. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 640 update from the traffic desk. We have no problems to report. We encourage you to pay attention when you're driving. Stop being distracted by your phone and stop being distracted by your radio. Keep an eye where you're heading to and slow down, especially in work zones. As always, if you see a problem, let us know. Call us on our traffic tip line, 772-1290. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog this morning, otherwise mostly sunny, high 77. Mainly clear tonight, low 52. Sunny tomorrow, high 82. Cloudy Sunday, some showers likely, maybe a thunderstorm. High 83. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 641. And this is First News Binghamton. Now WNBF brings you Binghamton now at a more convenient time. It's from 8 to 10. You can still call, you can still email, and certainly you can still tweet at us. Just tag us at Binghamton now. If you have something to say, hey, say it. Call in during the program so you can be heard around the Twin Tiers and around the world. Or, if you prefer, send an email to BinghamtonNow at WNBF.com. I personally read all the emails, and some selected emails will be used on the air on the broadcast version of Binghamton Now. So send us a note, BinghamtonNow at WNBF.com, and follow us on Twitter at Binghamton Now. WNBF News Time 642 Sport. Now, Bob Joseph with Sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. David Rodriguez hit the Rumble Ponies first Grand Slam in over two years to defeat the Seawolves 6-4 at the stadium. Sounds like a good game. Wish I was there. In the bottom of the fourth inning, the Ponies would load the bases with three consecutive base hits from Brett Batty, Wagner LaGrange, and Hayden Sanger. Finally, a Matt Winokur strikeout. Rodriguez would hit a go-ahead grand slam over the center field wall to put the Ponies up 5-2. to It's the Ponies' first grand slam since May 5, 2019, when Kevin Kazmarski hit one against Portland at beautiful Hadlock Field in Vacation Land. That's the account provided by... 
the Rumble Ponies on the Rumble Ponies website. Binghamton will continue its home stand facing Erie tonight. First pitch scheduled for 7.05. Looks like a good night for a game in the Parlor City. Elsewhere in sports, Mets were off last night. They'll start their series against the Blue Jays in Queens tonight. Yankees had a big win last night in Boston. Actually, strike that. Strike that. <laughs> no, they didn't actually have a big win. It was the Red Sox had a big win last night at Fenway. It was rainy at Fenway. Kiki Hernandez hit a two-run double that tied the game with two outs in the ninth inning, and Boston took advantage of a record four wild pitches by Brooks Krisky in the 10th to rally past New York 5-4 to four at Fenway. There you go. That's good news for Red Sox fans. That's why you see me smiling this morning here at WNBF's beautiful First News Binghamton studio. Elsewhere in sports, they had the big parade in Milwaukee. Yep. Bucks, of course, are champions. And, hey, you got to have a parade. If you're going to be uh, a champion, you had better have a parade. Milwaukee Bucks guard Chris Middleton spoke at the team's parade, and he talked about the years of effort that went into this championship run. This has been a long time coming. Long time. Been here eight years. Struggled. Went through a lot of, you know, ups and downs. But we finally got the job done for sure. Enjoy the echo effect there. Chris Middleton, congratulations to the Lucky Bucks. That's the latest in sports. From News Radio 1290, WNBF and WNBF.com, 648, and that means it's business time just ahead of Kim Commando's report today, talking about social media and whether social media platforms should be held accountable for false information. Asian markets mixed after major indexes edged higher on Wall Street, preserving their gains for the week. Hong Kong and Shanghai fell, while Sydney and Seoul advanced. The S&P 500 emerged from a midday slump Thursday to end two-tenths of a point higher. Even though most stocks in the S&P fell, gains for several tech heavyweights, including Apple and Microsoft, pushed the index higher. California has changed how it will pay unemployment benefits. The Employment Development Department in Sacramento said it will continue to pay some people even while it investigates their eligibility. Previously, California would suspend payments until their investigations were complete, but the state's been overwhelmed by millions of claims during the pandemic, causing some lengthy delays. The announcement is part of a lawsuit settlement between the state and an advocacy group. The change only applies to people who've been certified for benefits and have already received at least one week of payment in the past. And just so you don't run out of things to worry about, and remember, we're the media, so we'll always find something for 
you to worry about. The Consumer Product Safety Commission is urging vacation rental websites to warn customers of the dangers of home elevators and require hosts to lock elevators until they're inspected. This request comes after the death of a seven-year-old Ohio boy who got trapped between an elevator car and the shaft at a beach house in North Carolina. In a letter, the head of the Consumer Product Safety Commission urged Airbnb, Verbo, and others to act immediately to protect consumers. And remember, you can never be too safe around elevators. That's the latest from the business world. On this Friday morning from News Radio 1290, this is First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph with Kathy White. And it's time now to get some tech news. Kim Commando has been monitoring what's been going on with social media, and she has a few questions to ask this morning. Should social media be held accountable for publishing false, defamatory, and even libelous material, just like newspapers, radio, and television? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by Simply Safe. Let their award-winning security system and highly trained experts keep your family safe. Get a free security camera at simplysafekim.com. Letting users post anything about anybody dates back to the Internet's beginning. It's called Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act. Virtually all of the garbage found online is simply because no one can be sued. No one is accountable. So Democratic Minnesota Senator Amy Klopachar introduced a bill yesterday that strips away social media's liability protections, but only for misinformation about coronavirus vaccines. This gives the government total control over the virus narrative. But why stop there? Why not repeal all of Section 230 so that anyone who's damaged by false and libelous postings online can also sue? Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. Whether you need it for work, school, or a special project, it's very important to have the right printer. The Epson EcoTank is a new type of printer that doesn't use cartridges. Stop buying expensive ink cartridges and save yourself the frustration of replacing ink cartridges ever again. The Epson EcoTank printers have supersized, easy-to-fill ink tanks, and they come with just a ridiculous amount of ink. If you're like me, you've tried rationing your printing to save yourself from replacing those expensive ink cartridges. With the Epson EcoTank, you don't have to worry about running out of ink. So start printing in color all you want. You can kiss expensive cartridges goodbye already. But hurry, because the Epson EcoTank is changing the way people print. It's flying off the shelves. I just love mine. The Epson EcoTank makes it easy. Make the switch today. Add the Epson EcoTank to your online shopping list so you can just fill and chill. Epson EcoTank printers, available at Best Buy, Office Depot, Staples, and at epson.com slash ecotankkim. Kim Commando, bringing you the latest from the tech world. She's on top of what's going on around the tech world, and you can hear her updates every weekday morning at 6.50 right here on First News Binghamton. Coming up at 7, ABC News will cover the nation and the world. Right after that, a live update from the WNBF News Center with Kathy White. WNBF News Time, 6.50. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 655 and the traffic news is wonderful. We have no major incidents to report now around the Twin Tiers 17, 81, 86, 88. 
and all the rest. They seem to be in good shape, and that's great news. As we get things started, if you see trouble, call our traffic tip line, 607-772-1290. Forecast from the National Weather Service, some patchy fog this morning, otherwise mostly sunny today, high 77, mainly clear tonight, low 52. Sunny tomorrow, high 82, cloudy Sunday with showers and thunderstorms possible. High 83 right now in downtown Binghamton. It's 57 at News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time 656. Trouble in Iowa. You never associate Iowa with trouble. Unfortunately, trouble has occurred, and it happened involving a racetrack. Officials in Algona say they'll cut ties with an announcer who went on a racist rant against black fans and athletes who kneeled during the national anthem as a protest against racial inequality. This is according to CBSNews.com. The Costleth County Speedway said its leaders do not condone the comments made by the announcer before the, uh, the races. They called them an isolated incident isolated. The Speedway and the County Fairs Board said its management didn't hear the announcer's comments when he said them. They uh, apparently only learned about what happened during a social media post. In its statement, the Speedway said the guy who made the comments was filling in for the lead announcer and would not be employed at future track events. The announcer's comments were broadcast on Flow Racing, which provides live streams of racing events. Flow Racing put out a statement that it had removed the event broadcast and that the announcer's opinions and language don't reflect our core values or have a place on our platform. In a video posted on Twitter, the announcer told the crowd he wanted to make a social service announcement before the national anthem. He condemned those who won't stand for our flag. It's the latest from Iowa, making WNBF News at 6 Our business by visiting square.com slash go slash connect. That's square.com slash go slash connect. Good morning. It's Friday, July 23rd. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to First News Binghamton on WN. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 58 degrees at 7.04. The forecast has some patchy fog concerns again today. Otherwise, mostly sunny and a high in the mid to upper 70s. Speaking of concerns, 911 emergency calls locally are not affected, but Broome County residents might have some trouble contacting their police agency complaint lines through the 10-digit phone numbers because there's been a technical problem for the past several hours starting yesterday. The Office of Emergency Services late in the afternoon announced there were issues with Binghamton, Johnson City, Endicott, and Vestal's 10-digit complaint reporting lines. According to the statement, people should call 607-778-1911 if their call does not initially go through to their regular municipal phone number for their police department. Again, the statement says the county's 911 service is working properly for those emergency calls. No indication as to when the technical problems were first noticed or when it's going to be all cleared up. 
A review by the Broome County District Attorney's Office is finding a sheriff's deputy acted appropriately when he shot and wounded an armed man in the town of Windsor earlier this month. 45-year-old Jamie Crowley was shot July 3rd at his home on Cascade Valley Road after he allegedly refused to drop a 44 caliber revolver when ordered to do so. Crowley was shot in the shoulder by Deputy Tommy Tran. District Attorney Michael Korchak says through a review of police reports, witness statements, and body camera, it has been determined that Tran acted lawfully, justifiably, and in conformity with policies of the Sheriff's Office and the state. Crowley is charged with menacing a police officer reckless endangerment and weapon possession. Police reports indicate that deputies responded to the home after shots were reportedly fired at a vehicle while a driver was trying to turn around at the end of the driveway. The motorist apparently was uninjured. WMBF First News Time 706. The National Weather Service is launching a new set of thunderstorm alerts that will better inform residents about just what might be in store for them during a stormy condition. Starting on August 1st, NOAA will be alerting residents using three categories of damage threat from severe thunderstorms. Destructive, for the worst, that would activate a wireless emergency alert on smartphones, and lesser considerable or base notices that won't activate a WEA. The National Weather Service says destructive is for hail that could be at least two and a third, two and three quarters of an inch in diameter. That's about the size of a baseball. The designation is also for 80 mile an hour winds with or without the potential for the big hail. That kind of threat will automatically set off smartphones within the warned area. The criteria for considerable, which will not set off the phone alert, is for a threat of hail of at least one and three quarters inch diameter, about the size of a golf ball, and or thunderstorm winds of 70 miles per hour. The base severe thunderstorm tag is for a quarter sized or one inch diameter hail and or 58 mile per hour winds. No matter the level of severity anticipated, forecasters say thunderstorms can be dangerous and severe weather is life-threatening. Reports of black bear sightings are continuing from Walton to Vestal and many other areas of the southern tier beyond the normal spate of reports in the spring when the Bruins are emerging from winter hibernation. The New York State Department of Environmental Conservation estimates there are between six to 8,000 black bears in the state with the highest concentration in the Adirondacks and Catskills. The DEC reminds people that bears are very curious and are always on the lookout for food, so you should never leave pet food or other feed out for animals, especially locations where there are bears. Residents in bear-prone areas especially should stay on top of keeping barbecue grills clean since the smell of cooked food can be a big attraction to the animals along with unsecured garbage cans and bird feeders. It's illegal to feed bears. Wildlife experts say bear populations in the state have been on the rise. If you see a bear in an area of concern call the DEC at 607-753-3095 extension 247. A Binghamton official says the owner of the iconic First National Bank building on Court Street will not be able to have the structure demolished. Isaac Anzaroof Tuesday told News Radio 1290 he was considering tearing the building down after all the tenants were ordered out following inspection by the fire marshal. But executive assistant to Mayor Richard David, Jared Cram, has issued a statement saying, quote, despite Mr. Anzaroof's statements, no demolition permit could be issued for the building. Cram says the National Bank building is within the Court Street Historic District, meaning in essence it's a landmark property as a contributing building in the district. 
In May, the city ordered the building vacated within 72 hours due to safety issues, including a fire alarm system that was not connected to a monitoring station. Anzarud says the system has been repaired, but the city still will not allow the building to be occupied. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 710 traffic news. Not really anything of substance. We have no delays, no crashes to report so far on your Friday morning. Should be a clear shot to work or wherever you're heading. If you see something, let us know at 772-1290. Now the weekend forecast. From the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today. A little patchy fog out there right now. Not too bad. High 77. Mainly clear tonight. Low 52. Increasing clouds tomorrow. High 82. And Sunday, cloudy. Showers. Maybe a thunderstorm in the afternoon. High 83. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time 711. I'm Bob Joseph with Kathy White. We're live and local. We work for you. We get up before you do, and we find out what's going on overnight, and then we report to you so you know how to start your day. Should you be in a good mood, a bad mood? or an ugly mood, or neutral. Hey, tune in to First News Binghamton every weekday from 6 to 8. And at 8 o'clock, don't go anywhere, because then it's time for WNBF's popular Binghamton Now program. And the Binghamton Now program today will feature your phone calls. Maybe I'll select an email to read on the air. If you send it to BinghamtonNow at WNBF.com, stay tuned from 8 to 10 to see if your email is chosen as the email of the day. Again, that email address, BinghamtonNow at WNBF.com. If you're lucky, your email, your message could be selected to be the Binghamton Now email of the day. If it's selected, it will be read on the air. So think carefully. Compose your thoughts, compose your words, and then push send. Binghamton Now at WNBF.com. And you could be the proud the proud award winner for the Binghamton Now email of the day. Also coming up today, 8.30, Anna Warfield will give us a preview of the upcoming LUMA event in September and Johnson City Mayor Greg Deeming. And maybe some surprises. That's all today on Binghamton Now, starting after the 8 o'clock news. WNBF News Time, 7.13, Sports. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 7:15, good news for Rumble Ponies fans. Binghamton gets another win over Erie. David Rodriguez hit the Rumble Ponies' first Grand Slam in over two years to defeat the Sea Wolves at the stadium. The bottom of the fourth inning, 
Ponies loaded the bases with three consecutive base hits from Brett Beatty, Wagner LaGrange, and Hayden Sanger. Following a Matt Winnaker strikeout, Rodriguez would hit a go-ahead grand slam over the center field wall, and that put Binghamton up 5-2. to two. They say it was the Ponies' first grand slam since May 5, 2019, when Kevin Kazmarski hit one against Portland at Hadlock Field in Maine, home of the delightful and yet distinctively different Moxie beverage. Elsewhere in baseball, Red Sox had uh, an interesting game with the Yankees. In the end, Boston took advantage of a record four wild pitches by Brooks Grisky in the 10th to rally past New York 5-4 to four on a rainy night at Fenway. I think that was a hit song back in the 60s. Rainy night in Fenway. Still, it was an interesting game, especially for uh, people who are uh, fans of the Red Sox. And I know, (laughs) I know who you are. The game you now have to win right here. The pitch to Renfro. Swing and a line drive into right field. Back on it, Allen. It is deep. Tagging at third is Bogart. Red Sox are going to win the game. Throw is wide. Five for the final. And in one of the craziest innings you'll ever see, the Red Sox walk the Yankees off. Had them all the way. There you go. That was the call on WEEI Boston Sports Radio. Again, a win for the Red Sox over the Yankees. Mets were idle last night. They'll be in action tonight in Queens as they host the Blue Jays. And also in sports... NFL teams that experience a COVID outbreak among non-vaccinated players could forfeit regular season games with players on both teams not getting paid. The commissioner has warned the 32 teams that no games will be rescheduled under such circumstances. Instead, forfeits could happen. And that could cost people a lot of money. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 718. It's time for money news. From ABC News Wall Street Now, investors eked out minor gains for a third consecutive day in the green. The Dow Jones picked up 25 points yesterday to close at 34.823. The Standard and Poor's 500 rose nearly 9 points. The Nasdaq Composite added 52. New claims for unemployment assistance unexpectedly jumped last week to a two-month high. The Labor Department says 419,000 people filed first-time claims, up 51,000 from the week before. Shares in Snap Incorporated shot up 18% in off-session trading after the company announced that its user list now tops 293 million. The company has doubled its year-over-year second quarter revenues. It now stands at $982 million. The back-to-school shopping season is heating up, but Reuters says supply chain issues mean that some retailers are already running low on the essentials. That means fewer discounts on school supplies and backpacks. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Your money news, 18 minutes and 48 minutes after every hour, right here on News Radio 1290. First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time 7. I'm 
Bob Joseph, First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time 720, and yes, there's trouble in the House. These are your political insights from ABC News. A political firestorm over House Speaker Nancy Pelosi blocking two Republican congressmen, Jim Jordan of Ohio and Jim Banks of Indiana, from serving on the select committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot. They both voted to overturn the election, and Banks saying the investigation was created to malign conservatives. ABC News congressional correspondent Rachel Scott on what's next. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has suggested that she could add other Republicans to that committee, including Congressman Adam Kinzinger. He also voted to impeach former President Donald Trump. The committee will hold its first hearing on Tuesday. Their first witnesses, four officers who defended the Capitol that day. But House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy reacting, saying that Republicans would boycott the committee altogether and conduct their own investigation. President Biden will make a short trip across the Potomac this evening to campaign for Virginia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe. And those are your political insights. Dave Packer, ABC News. It's 722 at News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph in the glass, concrete, and steel enclosed bunker. Oh, no, it's not a bunker. It's a nerve center. I'm sorry. Yes, and it's a nerve center that we got the idea we got the idea for our little nerve center from WTOP in Washington. Don't tell anybody. Coming up at 7.30, Kathy White will have the latest headlines with WNBA. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And a quiet morning for those who are driving the highways and byways of the Twin Tiers. If we see any kind of uh, traffic issue, if we learn of any problems, we will let you know in our traffic and weather together updates every 15 minutes. Yes, it's like clockwork at 10 after, 25, 40, and 55. If you see something, let us know. Call our traffic tip line at 607-772-1290. The forecast today, a little fog this morning, otherwise sunny, 77. Clear tonight, 52. Increasing clouds tomorrow, 82. Cloudy Sunday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, 83. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF at 726. On First News Binghamton, we are always pleased to bring you a lot of information, and we bring you a lot of information on our popular Binghamton Now program, weekday mornings from 8 to 10. You may not have heard our conversation with Brian Kilmeade on Thursday mornings Binghamton Now. If you missed it, we will rebroadcast that special conversation with the host of the Ryan Kilmeade Show. It'll be coming up next hour right here on News Radio 1290. Very interesting chat. We learned a little bit more about Brian Kilmeade, who is a co-host on Fox and Friends and also the host of the Brian Kilmeade Show weekday mornings here on News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 720. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 58 degrees at 7.30. Some patchy fog around this morning. Otherwise, mostly sunny today. And our high very pleasant. A little bit 
on the unseasonably cool side, but I don't hear too many people complaining about the mid to upper 70s. Crews are making progress against the nation's largest wildfire in Oregon, even as fires in neighboring California continue to threaten homes. The bootleg fire, which has destroyed an area half the size of Rhode Island, is 40% surrounded after burning some 70 homes. Fire officials say they've surrounded much of the bottom half. An upper eastern edge is still advancing toward thousands of homes, but authorities say the pace is slower than last week when the fire Exploded. In California, blowing embers from the Tamarack Fire south of Lake Tahoe ignited a fast-moving spot fire, prompting new evacuations near Topaz Lake on the California-Nevada line. The Olympic ceremony day with no local spectators, but... Japanese protesters are on hand. They've shown up down at the government headquarters in central Tokyo. A few dozen locals were there venting their disapproval, chanting no to the Olympics and save people's lives. Among those there, Tokyo resident Masa Yamagata. It's unethical and we can't enjoy it anyway. You know, we can't celebrate it, no mood for celebration. We're not happy, we're very unhappy having our Olympics here in this, this city. Tokyo recorded nearly 2,000 new COVID cases over the past 24 hours. A new six-month high. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. WMBF First News Time, 7.32. Broome County Emergency Services officials say they have gotten no indication as to when the non-emergency phone lines to some municipal police departments are going to be operating normally again. Yesterday afternoon, the county announced the 10-digit non-emergency complaint lines to Binghamton, Johnson City, Endicott, and Vestal were not working and that residents should call 607-772-1911 instead. However, make it clear the emergency 911 system is still up. It is still operating. It's not affected. One example of the phone numbers that is in Impacted by this whole thing is the city of Binghamton police line. That's 607-723-5321. That wasn't working, and callers were being told to call that 772-1911. The Broome County court calendar still has another day for the trial of a Broome County jail inmate accused of trying to hire a hitman on the docket for today. But Fox 40 WIZZ reported yesterday the trial of Conrad Cole is over. According to the report, the Broome County jury took just 20 minutes after getting the case to find Harold Cole, who has been associated with white supremacist groups, guilty on felony conspiracy charges. Sentencing is set for September, where Cole could be given 25 years to each conspiracy count. The 48-year-old was being held in the Broome County Jail on accusations he kidnapped his ex-girlfriend and her friend a year ago, then violated orders of protection. Prosecutors say while incarcerated, Cole contacted who turned out to be an investigator posing as a hitman, offering money for kidnapping and possibly murdering people involved in his case and vowing his devotion to a white supremacist group. WMBF News Time 733. The Justice Department says it's decided not to open an investigation into whether Pennsylvania violated federal law by ordering nursing homes to accept residents who had been treated in hospital for COVID-19. Thursday's letter comes 11 months after the agency told the governors of Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan, and New Jersey that it wanted information to determine whether orders there may have resulted in the deaths of nursing home residents. Michigan received an identical letter yesterday. The orders by the four governors were criticized for potentially fueling the spread of the coronavirus. In Pennsylvania, and maintained by health officials in New York, it wasn't clear that the policy led to any outbreak or death. 
The nursing home death reporting issue and protocols is one of the items that's been plaguing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. That's, of course, in addition to accusations of sexual harassment and misconduct. The Shenango County Health Department says it is now offering the COVID-19 vaccinations by appointments in its health department clinics. That includes the Pfizer, which is the shot that's approved for children age 12 and over. That is important for the new school year that's approaching. Now, for those over 18, the Johnson & Johnson and Moderna vaccines are also available. Call 607-337-1660 for information. The Johnson & Johnson single-dose vaccines, by the way, are given today at the Shenango County Health Department. Next J&J clinic on Monday. Moderna shots will be on August 6th. Then Pfizer vaccines will be available for 12 and over at the health department August 13th, 20th, and 27th. At 7.35, where news breaks first. News Radio, 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Friday morning, Bob Joseph with you. First news, Binghamton coming up at 7.50 in just over 10 minutes. The special conversation with the host of the Brian Kilmeade Show. I think you know his name. And you will hear from Brian Kilmeade himself and even some of his thoughts about Binghamton. That's coming up in just over 10 minutes at 7.50 right here on News Radio 1290, where news breaks... Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And no major trouble to report on Binghamton area roadways. DOT Binghamton advises there will be moving alternating lane closures again today near the 1781 split in Binghamton. That'll run from 9 to 3. So be careful out there. Watch out in all the work zones around our region. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today after the patchy fog goes away. High 77, mainly clear tonight. Low 52, increasing clouds tomorrow. High 82. Mostly cloudy Sunday. Showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm as well. Sunday's high 83. Right now, it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 740. Time for recipes with Kathy White. It's Foodie Friday Day, yeah. You know what? This time of year, I look forward to this time of year for a couple things. It's just about time to get the decent corn in. But right now, it's perfect for Pennsylvania peaches. They're in season, so it's time for peach pie, cobbler tarts. Now, today's Foodie Friday peach pie is also a tart recipe because the husband is a freak. It turns out he doesn't like graham cracker crust. Who doesn't like graham cracker crust? I made the peach pie, graham cracker crust. He goes, eee. So I ended up making little tarts as well, using a more traditional crust. But I also wanted to put a little more fiber, a little more health into it with plain granola, organic oatmeal that can also be done. And really, this you want to do things when things are in season. And it's always really good to know where things are coming from, especially locally sourced. And if you have a picky eater and you want to get stuff that's locally sourced, you don't have to run it alone. You can go see our friends down to Down to Earth Whole Foods. 
at 305 Grant Avenue in Endicott and ask them, hey, what can I substitute here that is going to be good, healthy, and we know what's in it. In addition to being able to help you with suggestions for alternate healthy ingredients that can steer you in the right direction for locally sourced and grown products, it's also better to know not only what's in your food, but where it comes from. And this is cool. If you don't feel like cooking, they've got you covered there, too. Their deli, you got to check it out. It's a little bit of a chill in the air right now, so that's got me thinking soup. Look what they've got on their Facebook page, some of the soups they've had going on in store in the pot over the past few days. Looks really good. Down to Earth Whole Foods is open seven days a week. They have curbside pickup if you want. They have delivery available if you want. Call 607-785-2338. Check them out on Twitter and on Facebook. And all our recipes lined up for you for Foodie Friday. I have everything from appetizers to desserts and drinks on our website. Scroll down today's recipe and there's a bonus on the surprise little brownie cupcake thing you might like. It's all at WMBF.com. And thanks to our friends at Down to Earth Whole Foods, Grant Avenue in Endicott. I love the recipes. Thank you, Kathy White. 743 from News Radio 1290. WNBF, listening to First News Binghamton. We're live and local every weekday morning from 8, no, actually from 6 to 8, and then from 8 to 10. It's the popular Binghamton Now program. So stay tuned to News Radio 1290. Coming right up, sports and then business news. WNBF News Time, 7:40. Now. Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Speaking of sports, well, let's start off with the Rumble Ponies and a pleasure to speak of a grand slam. That's something you don't see very often at the ballpark on Henry Street. Well, the fans were treated to a grand slam last night. David Rodriguez. Hit the Rumble Ponies' first Grand Slam in more than two years, and that helped Binghamton defeat Erie 6-4. to It all happened in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Ponies loaded the bases, and then following a Matt Winokur strikeout, Rodriguez would hit a go-ahead Grand Slam over the center field wall to put the Ponies up 5-2. to It was Binghamton's first Grand Slam since May 5, 2019, when Kevin Kuzmarski hit one against Portland at Hadlock Field. That would be a great name for a breakfast. They could call it the Grand Slam and give you just like, I don't know, lots of food to cure your insatiable appetite on a Friday morning. Rumble Ponies will continue the home stand as they face Erie tonight. First pitch scheduled for 7.05. Mets were off last night. They'll be in action tonight as they host the Blue Jays in Queens. And that was quite a game last night at Fenway. Rainy. Fenway. The Red Sox took advantage of a record four wild pitches by Brooks Krisky in the 10th to rally past the rival Yankees 5-4. to four. So there you go. That's all the, how the ball bounced, and that's great news for fans of the Red Sox. The uh, 
Yankees and their four-game winning streak snapped. That win last night was Boston's third straight. Jets assistant coach Greg Knapp has died of injuries sustained after he was struck by a car while riding a bike near his home in California. Knapp's family has put out a statement through the team indicating the longtime NFL assistant coach died Thursday afternoon. The family said in the statement that Knapp never regained consciousness after he was struck in the city of San Ramon in the San Francisco Bay Area. Knapp was hired by the Jets in January as part of new coach Robert Salas' staff, serving as the passing game specialist. Among Knapp's primary roles was to help develop quarterback Zach Wilson, the number two overall draft pick. First-round draft pick Kadarius Toney has tested positive for COVID after testing or rather, after reporting to Giants training camp, the team disclosed that the 20th pick overall was placed on the reserve COVID list. The Florida receiver reported for camp Wednesday along with fellow rookies. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290, WNBF. 748 Business News Now. American Express Company's second quarter revenue surged as people started spending more at a time when many are getting vaccinated against COVID and feel more comfortable going out to restaurants, shops, and entertainment venues again. Revenue, net of interest expense, rose to $10.2 billion from $7.7 billion, bolstered by growth in card member spending. Analysts polled by Zach's Investment Research expected $9.4 billion in revenue. European markets opened higher today after a mixed day of trading in Asia amid persisting worries that the more contagious Delta variant of COVID will dent recoveries from the pandemic. In early trading in Europe, Germany's index added six-tenths of a percent. In Paris, the uh, French index also rose six-tenths of a percent. And Britain's FTSE 100 surged seven-tenths of a percent. It's the latest in business news. We'll have business updates and bulletins throughout the day here on News Radio 1290. Coming up, we'll be hearing from the one and only Brian Kilmeade, host of a show that bears his name every weekday morning here on News Radio 1290 from 10 to noon. We will hear the conversation that we had live on the Thursday edition of Binghamton Now. That's coming up as First News Binghamton. News Radio 1290, We had a conversation with Brian Kilmeade on Binghamton Now yesterday. Here's how it went. Just in case you didn't happen to hear it, I asked him how he got started in broadcasting. I mean, uh, I went to Long Island University, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a New Yorker for life. Lived out in L.A. for four years. Did a lot of all-sports radio here and uh, at XTRA out there. Had a chance to start filling in for Tony Snow after I got hired uh, in 96. Uh, I was doing TV beginning to uh, with uh, Fox News. They launched their radio network, filled in for Tony Snow. When George Bush asked him to go to the White House, I got his show. And I've been able to steadily grow the show with a great staff since that time. And now we're, um, you know, the, according to Talkers Magazine, we're the fourth biggest show in the country. And we hope to be continue to grow. And it's always been one of my goals to be able to be on, especially in your great city. I have two daughters going to school upstate. I have my son went to school at Syracuse. 
So I'm always heading up, and this fall they'll be playing soccer, so I'll be going up there, and I hope to drop by. In fact, my nephew goes to the University of Binghamton at SUNY, Binghamton, so I'll be in and around and hopefully drop by the station. We would look forward to that, uh, having you in the studio. As far as the way your day is scheduled, you're busy with Fox and Friends early in the morning, then your radio show gets underway. It, it seems you're you're a very busy person now. It's great uh, in that, you know, I'm up at I'm up at 2.30, studying for three hours. My busiest time of the day is from 3 a.m. really until 6. And then I'm on the air for six straight hours, uh, 6 to 9. I get time off like this, and there's another interview going on on television right now. We're talking about critical race theory. So I'm able to come down and, and call you, Bob. So then at 9.06, I'm on the air again. So i got five minutes to get upstairs to the 15th floor and do the show. And it's just so much fun because I'm able to do things like cover Jeff Bezos' launch at one minute. Uh, two seconds later, I'm able to, you know, talk to the president of the United States. He'll come into the show. We, you know, President Trump's been on. President Bush has been on. Um, we've had a lot of newsmakers, and we like to use all the resources in this building, 26 floors and worldwide assets. So not only give you the sense of what's happening in New York local, very cognizant of that, but at the same time give you an idea of what's happening around the world. So I'm going to tell you what's happening and give you my opinion. I'm not going to sit there and tell you what to think 24 hours a day. You're, you're doing that. I'm going to give you more ammunition to fuel your arguments or to change your mind. And you might agree or not disagree, but I think you're going to find it an open forum. Brian Kilmeade, what do you think the realistic chances are that President Biden will ever call in and surprise you, either either on the Fox and Friends or on your radio show? Is there a chance? No, uh, I don't think he does much, period, but he has a Senator Biden. In fact, my first book, I have a book coming out called The Free, uh, President and the Freedom Fighter, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and How They Saved America's Soul. But uh, for the most part, when he was senator, I did a book called The Games Do Count, and I talked about the role of what sports played in with people becoming success in life later on. And he was a football player, and he was one of the first interviews I did. So, I mean, I always found him likable. I think he lost his basketball big time. I'm pulling for him to be successful, but I can't uh, sign on to this agenda of opening up the southern border and spending us until our dollar is worth nothing. And I'll talk about that, but I'm not going to sit there and, and give you the predictable argument and pretend that every Democrat's bad and every Republican's good. I think you'll find the show is more thoughtful, more interesting than that. That's always been my goal. I'm fundamentally a talk radio fan. I'm first a consumer. And I thought if I could get an opportunity to get this microphone, this is what I'd want to hear. And if people in Binghamton would give us a chance, I think you'll be happy. Brian Kilmeade coming up later this morning here on News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'll let you get back to Fox and Friends and wrap up that show before you head over to the radio studio. Go get him, Bob. Thanks so much for your time. Excited to be on. Take care. We'll see you in Binghamton at some point soon. Absolutely. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 755 and the news is good. We have no big traffic problems to report to you on this Friday morning. Please be careful if you're going to drive through work zones. Slow down. Heed the signs. Watch out for the flaggers. And don't be distracted. Drive the correct way, the way you were taught by your folks. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog in parts of the Twin Tiers today. High 77, mainly clear tonight. Low 52. 
increasing clouds tomorrow. High 82. Mostly cloudy Sunday with a chance of showers. Maybe a thunderstorm. High 83. Right now in downtown Binghamton, officially 57 at News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time 756. ABC covers the world and the nation at 8 o'clock. Less than four minutes from now, so don't touch that dial. You need to stay informed. You need to know what's going on around here and around your world. Right after ABC's report, veteran broadcast journalist Kathy White, live from the WNBF News Center with the local and regional update. Nobody else gives you the news the way WNBF provides the news to you every weekday on First News, Binghamton. 7.57 coming up. One of the things we need to talk about today on the Binghamton Now program, tearing down buildings. It's all the rage. We've seen dozens and dozens of buildings in Broome County torn down so far this year. More buildings will be torn down coming up. It's true. It's true. You can't stop progress and at some point buildings need to be torn down we have seen many many buildings torn down over the last two months in johnson city between corliss avenue and main street we've seen a lot of buildings torn down in binghamton over the last couple of years even in vestal and endicott they're tearing down buildings so if you own a building and you're just tired of it. Say you paid $775,000 for a building, and for some reason you're just sick and tired of the building. It's your building, right? Should you be allowed to tear it down? If you paid almost $800,000, should anybody be able to stop you from doing whatever you darn well please with your building? What if it just costs too much? You spent a lot of money. Say you spent $2 million since you bought the building, and yet, after all that, nobody seems to be happy. So you decide, after all that, you've spent maybe $3 million on this building, and you think, I can't afford any more money at this building, so I'm just going to call the construction people, Gorick Construction, to see if they'll tear it down for me. How much could that cost? Should you be able to do what you want with your own building? Or should the government tell you, you can't do that? That might be one of the questions. Because look at how many of the demolitions that have happened already in Broome County so far this year. In most of those cases, those demolitions have been paid for by you, the taxpayer. Whether it's city money or village money or county money or state money or maybe even federal money, in the end, I would say about 99% of the demolitions that happen in the Binghamton area in any given year are paid for by taxpayers. So if a private property owner decides he wants to 
tear down a building. Can he? We'll talk. Carstar.com. Get a free estimate and schedule an appointment in Vestal, Conklin, Owego, or Waverly online. Carstar Auto Body Repair Experts at BinghamtonCarstar.com. Relax. We'll take it from here. I'm Bob Joseph. That's First News Binghamton. Stand by for more news and then Binghamton Now on WNBF.